0: Episode 88 of the Game Sharks podcast, uh, where we talk about our favorite thing in the world video games. My name is Andrew.
1: My name is Derek. And I'm Adam.
0: Uh, And today we are talking about Metroid Dread, the long awaited sequel to Metroid Fusion, the Metroid 5, as it is colloquially known. it's an exciting time to be alive boys because the future of 2d metroid is upon us even though this is also like the end of the samus Aran saga or something so who knows what's going to happen after this
2: oh boy
1: anything we want
0: yeah
2: right which which is weird right because then it's like well we still have metroid prime technically coming which is more samus or maybe it isn't i don't yeah, know
0: we don't know like it's been in development for so long maybe that's what they had to to change they were like hey Metroid Dread is going to be the end of Samus's story, so do something else. Maybe you're going to play as the guys from Federation Force.
2: Yeah. Do, oh, wait, do, no. Does Prime fit in canonically with the rest of the games, or is it its own? I think it's its series. own. Like, I have no I, idea. I, yeah, I have I'm no pretty idea.
1: Pretty sure. Pretty sure it's its own little standoff thing because the whole issue with Phazon like never comes up in any other.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. Never I comes guess up that's... In any,
1: Like the Metroids are still there, but I think it was meant to be its own like self-contained a trilogy whereas all these 2d games are of their own story yeah okay so I, th- so I think they could still use samus it just wouldn't be it would be a different story arc because like, all of this has been about like interconnected games about like the X parasite and the Metroids. So.
0: alternate universe samus
2: actually it is part it takes place between metroid and metroid 2 oh the, the entire the trilogy, trilogy. Wow. oh yeah nice
0: so then okay, where the, but... so what the hell is the phase on? Where does that come into play? It's, uh, like I, I said, see. the trilogy is its own... In, my, in Metroid, Metroid Prime alone, Ridley himself goes through like three different phases. You know, he becomes yeah. like Meta Ridley and then Omega Ridley in, in three. So then what the hell I, is he doing in the other games? I don't know.
2: I don't know, but <laughs> that's what it says on on the Wikipedia. It yeah. says it's a prior... The, takes place between metroid and metroid 2 return of samus
0: that's wild well we will definitely try and piece together some of the metroid uh lore a little later but first we are going to talk about our shark bites uh i will go first because i think it'll be fairly quick but nickelodeon all-star brawl came out recently uh and i have been playing a fair bit of it because it's a fucking blast (laughs) it's fun it's so much fun it's not like it's both good and bad. You know, it's a very unpolished game, right? It's a small team of indie devs. We don't have the budget to make a game on the caliber of Super Smash Bros. So obviously it was never going to meet meet the level of production and quality that that game has. But mm-hmm. it's still, you know, you can tell it's made from a very passionate point of view. The people making it are uh, very... Well versed in the competitive platform fighter landscape, uh, and even though it must, it, you know, come it come out in this state um, that it is, you know, there's a lot of glitches, a lot of bugs, a lot of unintentional interactions and, and character balance things. The devs are are still very passionate, and they have already released a laundry list of like changes they're going to make, things they're going to address. We have, you know, some DLC characters on the way, which are I have been leaked to be Shredder from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Garfield. Uh, oh that would be hilarious and and like thinking about the the character potential for this game the dlc that could come let alone balance changes but like the characters themselves it just get me so excited because nickelodeon has such a rich history of colorful characters shows that they haven't even touched characters from shows already in the game that they could just expand upon it could have a roster that rivals smash brothers in 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 number alone yeah
1: in in number and sheer terms of nostalgia
0: yeah but so. as for as for playing the game, it's so much fun. It's such a fast-paced game that if you want to be at a top level uh, skill-wise, the buttons per minute are ridiculous. Like you, it's faster than melee if you play it optimally. You know, because the main mechanic wow. of the game that separates it is there's a, an air dash, which is similar to the Smash uh, air dodge, but it's a little different in that it's like it doesn't put you in free fall. Uh, like it doesn't smash it's like it's an omnidirectional dash that you can use in the air and on the ground and you can act out of it so not only can you do the traditional smash brothers wave dash which is basically where you air dodge into the ground and you do like a slide which is used in melee for like positioning and stuff uh, but you can also do like a horizontal dash in the air towards your opponent uh, and hit them with an attack or an air grab which is another thing in this game uh so the game is very chaotic, very fun. Just the pure hilarity of me playing as Nigel Thornberry and, and carrying <laughs> opponents across the stage is so much fun. I love everything about it and I it's like if I just want to like turn my brain off and have some fun with some friends, I think this is a much like better thing to do it with than Smash even though it like there's I ah. think more of a learning curve because of how unpolished it is right now. But it's uh like it-
1: yeah, and like I said the team seems to be dedicated to it so it could be more polished as time goes on as they learn how to deal with those bugs.
2: Exactly. Um, it, it sounds like the perfect game too for like that kind of community because it sounds like they right you're saying like people can suggest things and they're like yeah, okay, we'll consider that and so like this seems like they're very open to player in, like feedback. As opposed to uh, Smash, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. okay. Uh, I have
1: one character wish, and hear me out.
2: Hugh Neutron.
1: Well, him, but also uh, Jorgen Von Strangle, the yeah, toughest fairy yeah, yeah. in the universe.
0: And here's <laughs> yeah. the thing: they haven't added any Fairly Odd Parents characters yet, so the like, possibilities such, are endless. Such a, yeah, such
1: a roster to pick from. From that oh, I know. Like, show.
0: nothing from that, nothing from Jimmy Neutron, even you know other shows like. I can't even, like. There's so many like, uh, rocket power. You know, like really
1: going old school. Yeah, just there's so many things you could pull from there.
0: I know. So like, even there's almost no way to Characters, predict. you know. Sokka, get Sokka. Sokka, Zuko, wanna... Katara. Like, there's so many choices. I'm no, no, really hear excited. me
1: out. <laughs> cabbage man,
2: <laughs>
0: the cabbage yeah. guy. That'd be awesome.
1: <laughs> oh, Avatar
2: characters are going to be the F- fire emblem characters of the Nickelodeon oh. All Star Brawls universe. <laughs>
0: but they, they they could be all different that's one of the main criticisms of this game too i get that true like they could the 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 main complaint people have with this game is all characters uh combo trees like their basic uh flow charts essentially are almost all the same it's like you hit people you know up repeatedly and then down repeatedly and because of the air dash you can kind of reset your your jumps and your positioning by mm-hmm. hitting them with a downward aerial and immediately air dashing downwards to like to pass them and then hit them up again so it's it's a lot of button presses but the if you play it like at a high level optimally then most of the time it's basically like the same inputs for every character but gotcha there's certain characters that have like you know just better hit boxes better frame data stuff like that uh but i'm having a blast with it Uh, i played against jeff for the first time today and he seemed to really enjoy it as well so we're uh (laughs) it's going good nice Uh, but Derek, awesome. what is your uh what is your shark bite
2: so this was it last week we had the release of the oled uh switch that's right today is metroid not moments after the release of the oled switch we are getting more and more 4k switch
1: rumors <laughs> not this again
2: why <laughs> Uh, so I, I think there are, there are three big ones. Uh, one, well, one was some, some, uh, hardware experts did a teardown of the OLED switch and revealed that most of the things that leaked that people that like Forbes and all those other, uh, publications like used to kind of prop up the switch rumors the 4K Switch rumors are true in the sense that they do have, like, I think they said the, the chip in the dock has 4K capabilities, um, but it's likely just because it was cheaper to buy than the one they used, you know, four years ago. So it's just that, like, a lot of the things it was like, well, at this point... It was just cheaper to buy these these things now that can do four K. Even though we have no plans to do a four K switch. Yeah. So that like people were like, okay, that makes sense why everyone thought. And then some 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 people are speculating like, well, maybe they did have a plan, but then abandoned it because they re- like because of all the chip shortages, stuff like stuff like that. Uh. Then the next thing was there were confirmed developers i think it was like 17 developers confirming that they have a uh 4k switch uh hardware to develop games on and there are games in development for it none i think like named themselves obviously because that would be bad but they like some i can't remember it was a decent like uh publication like sometimes they could be weird sometimes they could be truthful so i can't remember exactly what it was so that was like okay now all of a sudden these are back and then now uh there are rumors saying that it's planned for late 2022 early 2023 oh my
1: god <laughs> See, like why would they why would <laughs> just, like like why would they put out the oed model then a year later say oh here's something better like that just seems like a waste
2: right uh I don't know. I don't uh, have an answer for, it, uh, for you, uh, Adam. Unless like, people are speculating that parts of the OLED switch, like the new dock, uh, stuff like that, will might be compatible with whatever this new model ends up being, whatever. Uh, we'll see in late 2022, 2023 if it's actually true. It's just, it's so funny how quickly people were immediately back into speculating on a thing that we had deconfirmed not so long ago. <laughs>
0: Well, uh, it's the same thing as it's the same thing as Smash Bros. rumors, right? Like Mm -hmm, everybody mm -hmm. just loves to theorize and speculate about what could be in a perfect world, you know, in their in their ideal world. I suppose is is a better term for it. Uh, And it's just it's so fun thinking about what could happen because video games is such a a creative space. It, It seems like we are still in that stage of the video game industry's life cycle where we are like exponentially ramping up and like we haven't even begun to scrape the surface of the possibilities of what we can do in this medium. So right. people really love to dream big and haven't really found themselves grounded enough to set their expectations to a realistic point. Um, so I I completely understand, I guess, why people are doing it because the idea of the 4k switch is so, in, you know, tantalizing um, yeah so as soon as they get the oled switch which i've heard derek d- you didn't get one did you no i did not yeah so i i know jeff has his he's not on this uh, episode to talk about it unfortunately because i know ultimate like guaranteed he would have um but he has been enjoying it i've heard nothing but praise for how much better the oled screen actually looks and like, wow maybe it actually is worth the upgrade you know like maybe not for the same price point but apparently the upgrade is significant especially with the kickstand you know yeah the kickstand okay yeah but the uh, apparently the oled uh does make the difference and it it is such a better looking screen than the switch that it's like it's kind of the same thing as the dual sense controller where it's like you don't understand how much better it is once you until you have felt it
2: right yeah until it's in your hands till you're looking at the screen playing a game yeah that makes sense
0: yeah so yeah i uh I'm. it's all of the praise has almost made me consider looking up you know to get one even though i was so rigidly against getting one before yeah.
1: mm-hmm. right now you're gonna get scalped to high hell
0: <laughs> yeah so uh who knows who knows what the future holds but uh it's like you said derek we'll just have to wait until late 2022 early 2023 to to see if a, a 4k switch really exists At that
1: point, I would just bang on it being, like, the sequel console, like, just the next console. And
0: if so, does the bet still stand active?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't...
0: (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) We'll decide on that when we hear something. uh, Derek, we weren't going to say anything to you and see if you ever said anything about it, but technically you won the bet. (laughs) Did I really? (laughs) Yeah, you just never looked it up or listened to that episode. Oh, (laughs) I don't think I ever did. damn yeah so technically as it stands now we owe you a pizza but if you if you want to continue to persist on these rumors then we could just extend it to to, for another year and a half oh yeah look at that
2: (laughs) double or nothing real yes (laughs) no release date fall (laughs) (laughs) damn
1: it now we own the pizza
0: well i mean it's up to derek he can he can say that the it's still ongoing if the 4k rumors are still in in effect oh it's an it's a enticing offer i know
2: let's see I, I, I let me see what my odds are here so is it even <laughs> real J, jeff said no so automatically he basically loses yeah i feel like the three of us though like andrew you have fall 2022 yeah that's, that's late a decent 2022 launch game bayonetta three also very likely that's what i'm saying are you looking
1: at just like rumors
2: now or no Uh, no, we're
0: looking looking at our bet
2: bet. bet. maybe maybe we'll keep it up for a little bit maybe maybe we'll maybe i won't cash in my pizza just yet
0: (laughs) (laughs) you have one pizza token you can redeem uh at any time all right well wow Leave it to Derek to bring back the Nintendo 4K Switch rumors, but Adam, round us out. What is your What is your shark bite?
1: <laughs> All right, mine's mine's a little simpler. So uh, on the official Star Wars uh, website, they're doing this uh, bring home the bounty thing, where uh, every week until the end of the year, they're revealing like new Star Wars products, like books, toys, accessories, et cetera, et cetera. You know, kind of. Like it's probably just a. It's like a marketing ploy for you know up the upcoming holiday season. Yeah. But the thing that makes it interesting to us is that if you look on the graphic they have, at a uh, week ten for December fourteenth, the i like they have like teaser icons. Like you can see things like Baby Yoda. There's a there's a Mandalorian mask. There's a Soka. There's some lightsabers. But week ten's icon is just a game controller, which is leading the internet to believe that we're going to get a new uh, video game for Star Wars announced on the 14th
0: which the, when does the game awards take place is that that's before then right it's uh, like,
2: yeah the 9th i think oh, i looked at yeah, it up yeah. earlier it would be the thursday before the tuesday adam said it would be okay even though we confirmed it wouldn't be a tuesday
1: yeah i don't know where i got that from <laughs> i think i was confusing some
0: of the, something else in my scheduling yeah well if you said it's the 14th then that is a tuesday so
1: oh hot damn i'm good
0: <laughs> uh yeah i mean that's very exciting you know whether it's uh, J- jedi star wars wait what is the what is that series the just the jedi. jedi series i guess yeah
1: well there's no you can't really call it a series because there's only been one game it was just jedi fallen order but i yeah, guess it would be the, I think the it, jedi yeah series.
0: it's the same conundrum as horizon zero dawn we didn't know what we were going to call the sequel whether it was going to be horizon colon something else or horizon zero two right or horizon yeah, yeah. one dawn i think people were throwing out which is like this it's the same thing with like the xbox 720 it's it's like everyone just loves to you know make up shit and think about what could what could be but uh i think it, i think the jedi colon something makes sense as a as a series but whatever the sequel to that game ends up being i i'm very excited to see what Yeah,
1: and we don't be. even we don't even know if this is going to be that it could be something yeah completely off our radar that we're not even thinking about it could be something brand new
0: yeah they already announced kotor remake so like that really opens the doors to a potential kotor 3 which Mm -hmm. that reminds me i really need to play kotor 2 now that we have played the first one um Mm -hmm. but yeah whatever it's gonna be i'm excited for it you know star wars with you know visions coming out and now the uh, boba fett show is coming out later this year right we're learning right
1: yeah, it's a good time to be a Star Wars fan. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of nice stuff coming out and I'm excited for whatever the game as the game's fear of it could possibly be.
2: With yeah, the I, with, I it, with the title yeah. of the the thing would you say it's like Star Wars Celebrate the Bounty or or whatever? Uh Bring
1: Home the Bounty. It, yeah. it could it be, yeah. be
2: I like could be a it, bounty hunter game. Yeah, it might be tied to like the Mandalorian or Boba Fett in some but way. Actually,
1: because there have been rumors going around about an open world Star Wars game. Right. Well, no, it, there
2: it's confirmed that oh, yeah, Ubisoft, confirmed, yeah. right, is making it.
1: A- oh that's the one. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember the, the
2: studio. Massive Entertainment, I think is yep. the the studio.
1: Yeah, so imagine that like the open world Star Wars game is make your own bounty hunter. Okay. Yeah. Like That'd that would be, be, cool. be a really that would be a really cool way to do something in the Star Wars universe without having to rely on Jedi and lightsabers like a lot of them do.
0: Yeah, I mean, but it's, and it's such a cool space to work within because you could just make a lightsaber game and have it be really fun because lightsabers are the coolest thing on the fucking planet.
1: They uh, are, and that's why Jedi Fallen Order was so great. It was a Souls yeah, like that said, actually, here's a lightsaber, go ham.
0: And it actually nailed the lightsaber combat, which is, I think, one area of KOTOR that was pretty lacking. Um, yeah, because
1: it didn't give you any agency to it. You just stood there and you roll a dice mechanically, and if you hit, you hit.
0: Yeah, but the force powers were awesome, okay?
2: The uh, force powers were, were good. Uh yeah, but but, still
1: yeah, there's so there's so much room to play with in the Star Wars universe if you just diverge away from it has to be a Jedi.
0: Yeah, as Visions has shown us, there's so much limitless potential to what Star Wars can be. And we're finally, it seems, breaking away from the narrative that Star Wars is just what the original trilogy set up. And there's so much more in that universe that like like we don't have to stick to to what we know. We can expand upon you know pretty much anything like it's such a, a limitless world and and yeah. video games is a limitless medium so
1: True. And yeah, just remember this is just a tease. Like all we know, all they know is that they showed an a icon of a game controller. That was yeah. it.
0: Yeah. Well, I thought but, so I I did see a rumor that we were gonna get a new Star Wars game announced this year. Was that this or was is there like some other source?
1: I don't I don't know. But remember we also got the Kotor announcement. Yeah, that is true. Oh. So so this is this is just gravy at this point. Yeah,
0: there's so much Besides, Star Wars to happen.
1: Like I would I would assume this is something different because like they just said Kotor remake is happening. We have like no window on that yet. Right. Yeah. So.
0: Well, but, fun yeah. stuff.
1: Like, whatever it is, I'm sure it'll be fun.
0: Oh yeah, I'm super excited. No matter what. Um. All right. Well, we are gonna take a quick break, and then we are gonna hop right into talking about Metroid Dread. Sweet. I gotta be. We have returned and guys, it is time to talk about Metroid Dread, the culmination of all that has come before it. So many Metroid games, or at least it seems like so many, but it's really been many, many years since the last true Metroid game, which was Fusion in 03, I believe.
1: Um, Yeah, if you want to go by like
0: strict Metroidvania style, like 2D. So it's been a long fucking time. Uh, And before the three of us talk about our opinions on it, we are going to read this email from the very own Jeff Ferrara. Uh, Jeff reads as follows. He says, This game is super cool. Love the alien aesthetics and sounds. The subtle storytelling is well done. Samus is so fucking badass and cool, and I love her so much. Updating the movement was essential to make a modern Metroid work a modern Metroid work, and they nailed it. I feel like the game pretends to let you explore, but if you take a step back, it feels pretty linear. I fucking hate how the map fills out in this weird blocky cloud, makes 100%ing it feel impossible without a lot of backtracking. I don't mind the Emmy areas because they are so contained and small, uh, and they feel like a fun side thing to master. So that's all Jeff has to say on Metroid Dread. I'm sure he'll let us know his updated thoughts in the future. Um, but guys uh the first thing i want to know is how far are each of you
1: uh not too far maybe like an hour in i think i just got to the first like i was just playing right before we started recording actually i think i got to the first quote-unquote boss it's like the first thing i fought that has like a a dedicated cutscene before it (laughs) yeah the game will (laughs) will,
0: it definitely like lets you know when you are fighting a big boss like an area boss
1: hmm it feels like, as this thing is going invisible, it just seems a step up from everything else. Yeah. So I assume I'm getting something cool once I kill
0: it. So. Most likely. I think a good way to gauge it is, what was the last power-up you received?
1: Oh, I just got the uh, the magnetic, the spider magnet.
2: Okay.
0: Well, cool.
2: how about so you, I uh, I've just I just beat the third Emmy. Or is it the fourth?
1: No, I just beat my second of that. Helps
2: too.
0: Yeah, the, so, the the second Emmy gives you the spider magnet, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. Okay, yeah. okay so
2: the... then maybe it's maybe my fourth because the third one. Yeah, I think it's the fourth one. I just I just beat my fourth one.
0: Is that the one that gives you uh, ice missiles?
2: That gives you what? Ice missiles. Okay, maybe I haven't then. <laughs> okay, I don't know. Oh, I'm ju- I'm about to. I'm. I uh got every like I've got everything I now need to do it, and I just have to be. I didn't I didn't beat it to today or whatever. Okay. I didn't get to the spot yet to get the the ultra beam, but I am like that's how far I I believe I have all the upgrades I need to do that area. <laughs>
0: okay. Cool. Uh, so I'm definitely a little farther than you guys. I think yeah. I am, I think I've defeated four Emmys, and I am about to fight the fifth one but i need to get another upgrade first so it's gonna take a little while i need to get whatever upgrade lets me pass through the cold areas which i assume is the gravity suit but i
2: yeah, it's just another suit
0: i've got no fucking idea where to get it this game has done that to me a couple of times where it like jeff said it does feel a little linear but there have been times when i have gotten a power-up uh and then I'm like, okay, the doors, are, the doors have opened. I can go back and backtrack and get a bunch of power-ups, but I don't remember where any of them are, so I'm going to wander around and see what happens. And then I get lost, so then I'm like, wait, <laughs> maybe if I just progress the story, it'll go a little easier for me. But then I forget where I had to go to progress the story, so it's this whole cycle. So then I eventually just have to backtrack to where uh, the last like big thing I did was and then retrace my steps a little bit, and mm-hmm. it's this whole thing. And then, and then as soon as I figure it out, it it's like a breeze.
2: Uh, yeah but say i i find myself checking the map a lot more than i ever have in any metroid game uh like i feel like i'm detailed like the map is pretty detailed with its icons so like the minute i get something i like scrounge the map for all right all right like what are the doors i can open? where are the doors i can open up now like what did i think maybe i saw that was over there whatever and that has helped a lot like keep me on track i think and yeah. like also make sure i'm like getting uh like some up you know the, some upgrades to you know your either your health or missiles or whatever that i missed <laughs> i feel like i didn't really check the map that much in uh, Super Metroid, unless I was like just looking to see if maybe it, like there was a secret area I could get to yeah. or something. I mean, I think
0: the I think the overall map in Super Metroid is a lot smaller, so it was easier to keep a mental True. picture of where you were and where the power ups that you missed were. Whereas this game is massive comparatively; like there are so many power ups, so many things to get. Like your missile upgrades in this game only go in like once you get a missile upgrade it's you get two more missiles and there's certain yeah. ones that will give you 10 without or they're a little harder to get but you the main missile upgrades that you get in this game are two missiles and there are a lot of them so there's like
1: yeah i feel like i've been getting so many of those so far i just see them everywhere
0: yeah there's so much to keep track of and the, there's like four areas that you have access to pretty fairly early on in the game uh so there is so much that you can actually do in this game but before we get too ahead of ourselves. Uh, I should pose the question: What are your guys' overall thoughts on the game so far? Adam, I'll uh, start I, with you.
1: I think it's so far. I'm like an hour in, but I'm loving it. It's got that classic Metroid feel. It has all of the you know, like the original like theme and sound effects you like, but modernized. Mm-hmm. Like it's definitely like sticking to the the score, like how you listen to Zelda music and you know it's a Zelda game. Mm-hmm. Like it's definitely sticking with that theme a lot. Uh, I agree with Jeff how the the movement seems a lot more refined in this so yeah, i how like, I, I, really, like I really like the slide but the slide is awesome it just feels so natural yeah. and like, like organic it doesn't feel clunky in the slides which i was kind of worried about it being yeah uh like giving her a melee attack is also really cool so yep. you can kind of especially yeah. some of those smaller enemies that are really hard to aim properly at with the beam
0: yeah the melee attack and the uh like the kind of I guess not turret mode but like free aim mode where you have to plant yourself and then you can aim freely those are both yeah, taken from uh Sam Samus Returns so the 3DS1.
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah, um, but all, it's the, like, it's the same studio yeah.
0: that made that.
1: Yeah, like I can't I'm not that far into it but it's just it handles really well everything the entire flow of the game just feels very natural. It doesn't feel clunky or like it's being forced at all.
0: Yeah. I definitely that and agree.
1: The, like, the soundtrack is amazing so far, and, like, all the background areas, like, it's very much giving me, like, Hollow Knight vibes of, like, like, like yeah, the terrain looks the same, but, like, all the background stuff is where the, the interesting things are happening.
0: Yeah, that was kind of one of my main thoughts about the game so far, is, uh, none of the- give me one sec. Hey, show the fuck up. <laughs> uh... That was one of my main thoughts about this game so far is that while the overall areas, like the like the main kind of the, the foreground of most of the areas, the space that you're actually walking through, all of the the zones feel pretty samey once when you're going through them like they all feel kind of like that laboratory area except for I think the most recent area I've been to has been the most distinct um but it's like you said Adam the backgrounds are really where the detail mm-hmm. come in. I love the backgrounds in this game there's one room you walk through where there's just like this monster. I'm pretty sure it's a boss that you fought before. And they're just like, like it's alive, but they're like experimenting on it or like, doing surgery on it or something and and like it's just in the background of one of the rooms you walk through and that's awesome there's like these sprawling caves with like rivers and waterfalls that you can Mm -hmm. see through it's beautiful and the fact that they make it look as good as it does on the switch hardware and i haven't played on the oled screen which i'm sure changes the experience but the fact that they make it look as beautiful as it does with the switch hardware just speaks to how good nintendo and nintendo-owned studios are at utilizing the switch hardware and like. It, you know all the more reason for a 4k switch because imagine how good it would look on that right yeah, yeah.
1: exactly like uh, and i'm kind of with jeff too on the whole Emmy zone thing like like i was under the impression that it was going to be like once you were in there like you had to figure out a way to kill it before you can come out
0: yeah right but it's like you can just hop into an emmy door and then run through the room and go out the other side of an emmy door and then it's like okay
1: yeah like while you're in there it does have this cool effect of you are being chased and it really adds to the whole vibe they're going for of like even the beginning of the game like she kind of like samus loses her memory kind of like she doesn't really know how she ended up unconscious down here but she knows your goal is to get out of here like just having that as like the goal of the game i think really sets it apart tone wise yeah like instead of like delving into the planet you're somehow already down here you got to get the fuck
0: out. Yeah, which is a really cool thing. That's one of the the things I think that's really uh like unique about this game is that they do manage to find a way to make it like feel like Metroid but differentiate itself from the series prior because of just the presentation of it, the way that these little, you know, touches add up over the course of the game. Uh but one of the one of the really cool parts that I liked about what what i've played so far is like they keep the morph ball away from you forever yeah mm-hmm, you i was know?
1: i was wondering that yeah like i was expecting to find it soon but like that's usually one of the first things you get and that's a good way to shake things up like make it so you don't get that tried and true movement mechanic
2: yeah yeah i, I liked that
0: but it's like it's up until that point. It's like it still feels like Metroid, and you're just anticipating it. It's like this this thing that's eating away at you. You're like, oh, what? I know I'm gonna get the morph ball eventually. There's so many spots where I've seen that I can I can do that and maybe use a mm-hmm. bomb. But I just it just doesn't give it to you for it. What feels like forever, Adam. You're fighting the first major boss of the game, and you don't even have it, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And that was the well. They they kind of take away the need for it by giving you that slide.
0: Yeah, but there's summary. but you can't slide through like really like, yeah, long like, tunnels yeah, like, and there are certain there are certain raised tunnels you can't get to so it's like okay well i know it's the same the classic metroidvania feel it's like you see something and you know that you're going to get a power for it that lets you clear that obstacle but you just but don't you gotta know relax. when you're going to get it yeah exactly and the morph yeah, ball is like, such a quintessential part of samus's identity as a character and, and metroid's identity as a franchise that it feels so weird to not have it for so long but, but it's but such again, an enticing part of it
1: yeah, but it also it keeps adding that feeling of you're stuck down here. and You got to get out. Like you don't have this thing that you're so used to having if you played this series.
0: Yeah, so that was a I think a really really awesome touch to it. But uh, Derek, what do you <laughs> like, what I do don't... you think about the game overall? Uh,
2: yeah, I mean, I it it's good. It's really good. The pre- <laughs> you're, like you're saying, like the presentation is awesome. Uh, I think the big changes that I like, or the big t- like. The, I think the Emmy zones are my favorite part of the game so far, just really? because it it feels like a great twist into the series. Like, never in a Metroid do you feel maybe a sense of urgency until maybe, like, those final parts where you're escaping, and there's, like, a literally a timer on the screen. Yeah. And so like you do feel, that, like, most of the time you are just kind of taking your time and and, like, looking around, seeing where secrets are. So to step in an area and be like, shit, like, I have to mo- use my movement skills, like, find my way out of here as quick as I can, because I can't kill this thing yet, uh, is a fun feeling. I like how they're designed uh, so that, like, as you go through, you start seeing, like, different paths through to, like, escape the the Emi and be like, oh, okay, yeah, if I slide here this door will shut and it won't be able to get me i'll have like 10 seconds to breathe to try to find my exit because those Uh, guys
0: are fast
2: yeah they are they are super fast uh once you get uh some of the power-ups you get makes it you know almost into like a self section uh of the game you you can decide do i want to play the stealthy and try to hide or do i want to try to run through like know my route through and do you know sliding whatever uh to get through i'm like excited to see what more movement options they add into the game to make these uh, like because there's how many total? Eight, nine zones. I have no fucking idea. Well, uh, yeah, there's a bunch of Emmys. So, oh, the uh, Emmys. Like, there there's yeah, seven,
1: seven Emmys. Seven, yeah, oh, okay. seven. And
2: they say, like, the guy, the what, the AI or whatever, mentions that, like, Adam? eventually they're gonna start yeah. learning and shit. So, like, you're you you know you're gonna need like new moves or whatever to try to like they're gonna shake wise them in. And tricks. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's like I am died a lot to these things. Oh yeah, yeah. me too. It, it doesn't feel like bad, because one, they're not huge sections of the game. They are very small, and they are very linear, I guess, in a way. Like, usually, in each area, there's one way to get across to the other side. Maybe there's two. So it's like just about, like, pathing and making sure you're paying attention to your mini-map and seeing, like, oh, shit, he's nearby. He's through this door. Uh, I remember the first time, I like I didn't know, I think the first time, I didn't know there was a red dot in your mini-map, and I walked through a door, and it was right there, and I was like, oh, yep, shit! yep,
0: yep.
1: <laughs> That's happened to me a few times.
2: Yeah, even yeah. those guys like,
0: can pop up out of nowhere. Go for it, I don't Yeah. Know. I, like
1: the, I just want to commend the design on the ME, too. Like, how they made the creepy. things... Like, like, the sounds they make, and there's the design of, oh, yeah, I juked it, and what's it doing? Oh, it's turning its torso around to come at you without needing to turn around.
2: Yeah, Yeah. like the legs stay stationary
0: and it just flips its head to the other side of its torso and you're like, okay. It it,
1: Like they just they made such an intriguing creature that you know this thing's purpose is to hunt you down. Yeah. Yeah, like just the design on its physicality and the sounds it makes just really all like I'm just giving them an A plus on the design and theme for this so far, without even having played the entire
0: thing. Just wait until you get to the one that's underwater.
1: Oh god, no. Yeah, I don't want <laughs>
0: to. It is not as fun as the others. <laughs>
1: oh no! My,
0: I, I think my only real problem with the Emmys is that they can only be killed with the Omega Blaster, and it's yeah. like that's obviously that's the goal of every Emmy section is find where the Omega Blaster is, and then you can fight the Emmy. And the Emmy is a two-part process most of the time because you have to first we like wear away its face plating with the, yeah. with the standard cannon which takes forever and the way that you have to do it in like the the stationary free aim mode i can never hold my aim in the same spot for too long mm-hmm. you know yeah
1: but th- that also just adds to that suspense of like okay you need to you want to kill this thing that's been chasing you face it yeah, you have to stand your ground.
0: And it's like you have to find a location where the Emmy will be walking at you long enough for you to like aim at its face for long enough so that it'll actually wear away. And then, and you, then have you have to, to run away again up. and then yeah, charge it, up. And it's you have like, to have it's to this charge. process.
2: Yeah, it, it's one of those things, too. Like, it, it's a, I feel like it's just while it's something you would see generally in a horror game. It's fresh to this Metroidvania style. Like... I don't know. It's it, like there's so many metroidvanias on the market now. Like indie developers have taken over the genre to be able to for them to just be like, "Hey, we're going to make the game that kind of started all this and we're going to try to make it feel like other people haven't been doing a better job for the past 10 years or 20 years." Exactly.
1: <laughs> like we're going to we're going to remind you why this is named after us.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the coolest part about other metroidvanias is that they take this same core design philosophy but apply other like styles to it like the reason i love hollow knight so much is that it is a sword based game and like the the combat is expressive but in a very simple way where it is you know four cardinal directions and it's like very swift twitchy slashes whereas i have never i have historically not been a major fan of the metroid franchise because of it's like the way that the gunplay works like i am just personally not good at that kind of thing and i it's hard for me to wrap my brain around like doing that and and that has really been a struggle for me with this game because like i just have to like sit and think about like how to approach each enemy and then i probably will take a bunch of unnecessary damage fighting even the most basic enemies i suck at using the melee counter (laughs) i just just can't do it i like for whatever reason i'd see it and i'm like but i'm usually charging a beam attack which is why i can never like switch to hit the x button um so like i love that other metroidvanias can expand into that style but may but metroid really does have kind of a corner on the the market of gunplay i think axiom verge is the closest right derek
2: yeah axiom verge the the first one definitely has on-par gunplay with uh, Metroid. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I would say, like, A- Axiom Verge is the competition. The first one would be, like, it, that was the best that style Metroid probably since this or, I guess, even uh, Cave Story or whatever. But, I yeah, I can't think of any that did better. All the ones that are as good do something else with the combat. They do a melee combat, they you know, they mix it up, whereas Yeah.
0: Another thing Jeff touched on that I really agree with is that they made Samus a fucking badass in this game. Like they this is the <laughs> yeah. first this is really the first modern Metroid game in a really long time. Like since Other M, I guess. And Other M was really the last game that had the technological capability to showcase Samus in this in this like breadth right where we have Mm. the 3d animation we have modern you know graphics and sound design and voice acting even and while you know other m wasn't uh really a success on any front uh this game does such a good job even just with the animations themselves that really present Samus as like the badass that she always has been. Uh it's like it comes like every animation when she's killing a boss, it just goes over the top like her just like Matrix dodging shit and yeah. like sticking her arm into enemies' throats and stuff and it's like I love it. You know? I don't know. I've heard that they do some things with the with the plot too and I've i have, I've never really understood the Metroid lore or even pretended to understand it. Uh but I am curious to see like what they do with it and like how does this game really wrap up the the met this saga of what metroid is uh and, and like i'm wondering how much of a sense of finality we're going to get with the samus aaron character uh, especially since metroid prime 4 is coming out so yeah we'll see yeah the uh and, and this game already feels like it's going to to kind of make a po make a a stake in the speedrunners paradise right like it gives you a completion time when you finish the game everyone's posting they're like i finished the game in six hours and 40 Mm -hmm. minutes and like people are saying like oh i did my first quick run of the game and i did it in under four hours and it's like oh that's awesome and there's a lot of like speedrunning tricks you can do like there's a, a series of jumps you can execute i think that let you get the grapple beam pretty early which then let you get the bombs before you fight Kraid and so then when you fight Kraid if you have bombs there's just a cannon that opens up on the wall and the cannon shoots you into his belly button and you just destroy him with bombs and it's awesome so there's that's a
1: cool little easter egg for speed running that's pretty cool
0: yeah there's so much cool stuff in this game I'm glad that the development team from Metroid Samus Returns like learned from that experience and really took the time mm-hmm. to make this game as special as it is. Uh, a lot of people are saying that it is the best Metroid game. That's not super Metroid. And I wonder if you guys agree with that statement. I personally haven't played. I, I, uh, in preparation for this, I did dabble in uh, Metroid zero mission and Samus returns. And I think I've played maybe 15 minutes of fusion back like six years ago or something. Uh, but other than that and prime, the only other Metroid game I've played is Super Metroid, so I don't think it quite stacks up to Super Metroid for me yet. But what do you guys think about that?
2: I I think I've only other played uh, only ever have played Metroid and like the NES one. Yeah, and then what's the one? Is the one for Game Boy Metroid 2?
0: Oh, that's right. I have I yeah, I have played Metroid 2 a little bit.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yep. And so Metroid. So I've played those two, but I I never got to play. Uh, fusion and uh i i've never played zero mission right which is the remake of the first game yeah um so i yeah i feel like after th- playing this i'm like man i really wish they would bring uh like game boy games to the switch yeah right <laughs> so i could like get a chance to play these uh okay yeah, uh, I've-
0: in terms of this versus super metroid which we all played for the first time last year how do you think
2: so far i think what super metroid has going for it is just the the environments and feeling when you're playing it is yeah the atmosphere of super metroid is just so good uh and it is a little less linear in a linear sense but maybe that's because it's just like yeah i don't know I, i feel like i won't be able to have a like solid opinion until i finish this.
0: Yeah, i'll i want to retouch on that after we hear what adam has to say about this.
1: like it's hard to tell so far cuz like i said i'm only an hour in. Like Truly. it's at least it's at least comparable in like that feel of environment for me.
0: Sure.
1: Also this is like a m- modern game so like the graphics and the feel right, it, i yeah, think it's, it's just control. Like taking that aside i think they're kind of even for me right now. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But again, I haven't, like, been through... It does have the perk of, like, we have, like, voice acting and, like, cut scenes and such. Yeah. It's, like, story-wise, it might edge out. But again, I'm only an hour in, so I can't really give much.
0: Truly. But to touch on what you were just saying, Derek, the uh, I think the linearity of this game isn't, like... It's not true linearity, but it feels guided, right? Like, when you are progressing through an area, you will get a power-up and then immediately like, be sent through a door that uses that power-up, and then you'll reach an elevator two rooms later that takes you to a new area. So it almost yeah. feels like the game is pushing you in a specific direction, and you can go technically to other areas at any point and collect items if you want. But really, in terms of like exploring new pathways, the game only ever pushes you in one direction, which I think is, is my major complaint about it um and in a in a similar sense there are moments where you are about to get a power up and then you will maybe enter a room with two doors let's say you can access both doors but one of the doors is like like if you have an an up a path that goes up and a path that goes down sometimes the path that goes up you'll have to like move a block and then that block will will then obstruct the path going down so you can't go back and so like you had two doors you can go through and now you can only go through one of them. So yeah, yeah. That's happened to me a couple of times. And each time I'm like, damn it. I meant I wanted to go through the first door and check out what was behind there before I really, you know, went forward, progressed. So those things I think have been a little frustrating for me, but the pace at which you get upgrades in this game and, and with how far Metroid has come, I think really, really outshine that of super Metroid. But the thing that makes, uh, super metroid still stand above it is that atmosphere like you said derek Mm -hmm. it's like when i think of super metroid i remember areas like you know brinstar like uh norfair like um meridia Right, like I, I just remember those areas more. They stand out to me. They're more distinct. Whereas in this game, outside of the backgrounds, which I only look for, look at for like brief moments when I'm passing through areas, <laughs> I couldn't tell you what any of the areas in this game are called. I couldn't tell you any defining features from them. Yeah. You know, outside of the like one area that I've been to, which I all I will call is the plant area, because that's <laughs> like that's the only distinctive thing about it. And so that's that's really because a big part of Metroid for me has always been its atmosphere. And that's why super Metroid was so captivating for me is it was able to tell stories through that atmosphere and like even teach you game mechanics. Right. And so like the, Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. world of super Metroid always felt just more complete to me than this. And, but that's not to say there isn't a lot to find in this world and maybe that's on me for not looking deeper into it. But uh, that's, that's kind of where I stand with it.
2: Yeah. I, I think, right. like, this game has the ability, like, right? Super Metroid, they had to show. It couldn't tell you. It had to just show. Like, that was the limitations of the time. And now, exactly. where as this game can show you and tell you. And so it makes it a little, like, I can have a cut scene that, like, shows me a giant monster or whatever. So, yeah, it, and it definitely i have i'll have to look more at the envi- i have like looked a little bit at the environments in the background because just sometimes they are so cool and like like you said there you know there are moments where you see something like move in the background you're like holy shit what's that oh it's they're doing like an experiment or something like that stuff is cool but like the level itself you know the platform you're staring standing on stuff like that doesn't quite stand up to what like super metroid did but
0: yeah uh, yeah, so I guess until we all finish the game, jury's out really on where we stand with this. Uh, my, The final question I will pose to you guys is, in terms of games that have come out this year, where do you think it stacks up? Is it a Game of the Year contender, as we all so hoped it would be? For me personally, I would say it is not—I don't think it—it's not my Game of the Year, but it is probably in the conversation.
1: I think it'd be worth mentioning. Like, yeah, I probably wouldn't win it for me either, but it's definitely up there in terms of like one of the better things come out of the
2: year. Yeah, I think it will be up there. It'll definitely be in the conversation, just seeing how other people are talking about it and, and stuff like that. I think it definitely will be in the conversation. But yeah, I don't know personally. I, I'll, right, I'll, I guess I'll be able to really tell when I finish it, but there are other games this year, I think, that have grabbed me more.
0: Absolutely. Well... I think that just about uh, covers everything that we currently think about Metroid Dread. We, I th- Apparently, from what you guys have said, even I have quite a bit to go uh, with my game. I can think of a few core power-ups that I am still yet to collect, but yeah. uh, I'm probably going to go play immediately after I'm done editing this. So, There you go. Uh, yeah, so I believe next week we might have something cooked up, maybe... Talking about Back for Blood potentially, maybe uh, something else. We will see. Uh, but you know, got a mu- about two and a half months left before we get to start talking about Game of the Year stuff, which is very, very yeah. exciting. You- yeah, wait, one of
1: the one of the Game Awards. It's the ninth. Uh,
0: I don't give a fuck about that. It's the second annual <laughs> Sharkies, baby. Oh, that too. Yeah. Oh, this time thing. we this time we got to get all six of us involved so that you know we can actually have more of. Because
1: a- I actually I actually played things this year. <laughs> exactly, and that's
0: the yeah. best part about it.
2: How many? Games left to, are even in the conversation,
0: like games maybe, coming out this year.
2: Yeah, maybe one.
0: I would I would say like Halo and Guardians of the Galaxy.
2: Okay, yeah, those I guess Guardians Ol- Galaxy those could are the be, only could be two up yeah. there. Yeah. could be,
0: could be, is the biggest part about that.
2: Nor- like I feel like in a normal year we'd be like there's still thirteen games coming out <laughs> that we have to play. We we have two. This is going to be an interesting conversation because I, mean, I, year... I think
0: Solar Ash is like not in that same tier, but out of all the games left, it's like the next one on that list that I'm looking yeah. forward to.
2: Yeah. Could be kind of like a game of the year contender. Yeah. Yeah. This is such a, a weird year for games. It'll be yeah, fun to there, talk about There have
0: it. been There have been a lot of high profile releases that maybe just have not stacked up to expectations like yeah. Resident Evil Village for some people, you know, for some people. Sure, it's up there. I think it's probably still Jeff's game of the year, but uh, for me, it's not even in my top ten. So, uh, like, it's it's a very controversial year, or or uh, fuck, what's the word? Um,
2: Polar no.
0: Polarizing, yes. No, that's polarizing. exactly yeah, the yeah. Word I was thinking okay. of. Yeah, it's a very polarizing year for video games. Uh, but that, I think that's what makes it more ex- the most exciting about it, right? Like last yeah. year, we had a very clear definition of like what are the top five games that came out this year for us right 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 uh and so this year is way more exciting to me i think that once we get around to that time the discussions will be maybe more heated maybe a little less because in the same sense we will have less stake in what we like less passion about what actually you know gets nominated for things true Um, true. but exciting times but you'll have to you know look forward to that stick around until then until then this has been the Game Sharks podcast. You can check out Jose's stream at twitch.tv slash underscore. Nope. I do it every time. Twitch.tv slash haywire underscore J. Uh, our music is done by Matt Ferrara and our art is done by Sam Lopes. Uh, I would like to take this moment to point out that Sora is the last DLC character. I forgot to mention that earlier. Sora's coming to Smash, which <laughs> means it, it's not Master Chief. And I was right. Fuck all of you. <laughs> We are Finn. Bye. (laughs)